Gentlemen's Double Crew, what's going on? Episode 2 of Season 3. Season 4, 1, 2, who knows where we're at right now. <laughs> season 2 of the new Gentlemen's Double Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Coming at you live from Wednesday night. It'll be live here on Thursday. Got the whole crew in the booth, Benny and Jake. Boys, what's going on? Jakey, how is New Jersey treating you right now? Dude, I am uh, I'm about at the end of my line with winter. We can't, like, you know, Vince grew up here. You usually get, like, one. Maybe you get two snowstorms a year. We're going on, like, number four this week and potentially number five next week. I don't know. Like, it's brutal. So I'm about done. But what's up, everybody? Glad to be back for episode two. I knew it was, it's got to be bad up there because in Texas, we have a 70% chance of snow on Monday oh here in, in, in Houston. In uh, Houston, exactly. So, you know, normally you'll get like 5% one day of the year, but right. 70% is like, holy shit. All right. So we're, is 70% in Houston like the, the like everything shuts down? Like it's full. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Locks the yeah people will panic more than when a hurricane comes through. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's uh, it could be interesting, yeah, and and like I think this weekend the high is like 35 Saturday Sunday, so there will be no golf played by me. Yeah, I won't be out um, there. Tom will definitely not be out there because he'd be playing in like a parka. So no golf from the <laughs> no golf from the gentleman's double Houston crew this weekend. Um, and it sounds like none from you either, Jake. So yeah, no. I hope everybody had a wonderful waste management weekend. Ended up being a banger of a weekend. Uh, on the on the scoreboard guys came out of nowhere there was a bunch of dudes that had a chance to win first of all i will be the first one to admit when i'm wrong and jakey's boy came out of the woodwork i don't know if it was like a flash in the frying pan one time and then he's gonna go back into hiding but jordan spieth showed a little bit of his old self carting his first top five in like 140 days this past weekend at the waste management had a what what did they have like a three or four shot lead going into Sunday him and Xander yeah three um so you know he showed a little bit the first three rounds he did not do anything on Sunday but could Spieth be back I don't know we'll talk about that here a little bit uh, but there was a few guys that we talked about last week and I think we did a decent job we had Rory making the cut not making too much noise. Uh, I think all three of us had Ricky missing the cut. I know Vince and I both did. Um, I can't remember, Jakey, if you called the, the missed cut or if you had him just inside the line but not doing too much. So well, I, I re-listened to the pod today because I wanted to make sure. Yeah. That I, you and I had him, and uh, Vince did not have him. In. Correct. That is correct. But we had him making the cut. No, you no, had him missing the no, cut. I had, had him, him missing. Vince had making him the cut. Okay. Okay. Yes, I was right. I'm always. I'm normally right, so it's... <laughs> um okay so we had a few of those guys i you think had brooks uh, missing the cut by the way well he you know he did miss the cut he just he missed it by so much he won the tournament Missed <laughs> <laughs> it the other way yeah yeah um i think i had rom do we all we all had rom up near the leaderboard he didn't really do too much after thursday mm-hmm. i think he had a decent round thursday um which actually speaking of rom real quick did you guys see that he has a baby on the way that's due masters week Oof. You Not would, great planning, by You now. would think, like, babe, we know the it takes nine months to have a baby. We cannot have sex these three or four weeks just to make sure the baby doesn't come around Augusta. I mean, if, te- if teachers can figure that shit out, so can John Rom. okay? That's right. We can plan it. That's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's just really, really poor planning. 
But uh, you know what? Whatever. It happens. Anyways, back to the waste management. So, boys, let's get into it. We had a banger of a weekend. Fantastic leaderboard. Brooks, who has not been playing well, playing below his standards, comes out of nowhere, shoots a six under on Sunday, grabs this shit by the balls, chips in on 17 from what was a very difficult angle slash pin location to the side of the green. He had to put chip kind of over a hill, down the hill with water behind. I mean, I, now it's, you know, 10, 15 yards behind the green, but still all these things into factor. He chips in on 17. I think everybody thought the tournament was over at that point, but let's go back and talk. We're going into Saturday, Sunday, Jordan speed, Xander Shoffley tied for the lead, three shot lead. Did you guys think, it was pretty much confirmed that the, one of those two guys had to win the tournament, right, Jake? What did you think? Yeah, I kind of felt that way. I, I, I will say that I felt like it was going to be one of the two. Um, and as much as I wanted it to be speed, I looked at those numbers and I like kind of knew that it was going to take another round like Saturday for him to hang on where he was just kind of making everything from everywhere. But, you know, I picked Scheffler last week. Um, so I was also kind of, hoping that maybe he could summon something. But I really thought it was going to be Xander um, this week. Benny, what were, you, what were you thinking? Or who were you hoping was going to come out on top there going into Sunday? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Jake on this one. Um, Xander, I feel like we've just seen him do things on Sundays that not a lot of people on tour can do. We've seen him post some really, uh, really low scores on Sunday. Um, and then I think he kind of, he came out and played pretty poor the first three holes and after that it was you know it was a it was a race to figure out who can shoot you know two or three under instead of six or seven or eight mm-hmm. yeah well you know xander played really well and he's been playing well for the first couple of rounds he's had an issue on sundays here lately uh and i think he was the first to admit it before the round and after the round you know he really wants to get back in the winner's circle it's been to his standards quite a while so yeah, Z- I, I I was on the same boat. I thought Jordan or <clears throat> or Xander was going to get the win. I thought it was kind of, in my mind, no-brainer that Xander would do it. And, yeah, they just kind of limped out the gate and let all the rest of the field kind of come back to them. And with, like, six or seven holes left, there was, like, 15 guys within two shots of the lead, one shot of the lead. James Hahn had it for a little bit, and then he puked on himself on 15, trying to go for it in two. Which, you know, you can't blame him for that. He probably hasn't been in that position in quite a while. Scotty Scheffler was there. He had a chance. Louis Oosthuizen had it for a little bit. Old man Steve Stricker, our Ryder Cup captain, was right there. Finished T4. Uh, The guy who's really played probably the most consistent over the last three months, Carlos Ortiz, was was there. He finished T4. Uh, And then, out of nowhere, big game hunter himself, Brooks Kapka fired up the leaderboard. Shooting a, a six, uh, 34, excuse me, on the front. Started with the bogey on two, and then he made an eagle right after that on three to get it back and then get to one under. And then he went birdie 13, birdie 14, birdie 15, eagle 17. Nice little five under back nine, 31. To win the tournament by one shot. Boys, what do we think now Brooks has got looking forward to for the rest of the year? If we think he's got major, do we think that was just a one-time thing for him? He, what are we thinking, Vinny? How are you feeling about Brooks going into the rest of uh, 2021? That's so tough. And, and I'm going to say the reason why, and it's because every year, regardless of how Brooks is playing since we've been doing a podcast, I've said that he can win a major. 
and I still feel that way. I think that the guys just got some sort of, you know, killer mentality, uh, a gear above everybody else when it comes to closing out an event. And uh, we saw it this weekend. Um, as soon as he got a taste of blood and you know, the, the crowd was there for him too, uh, he went out and did the damn thing. So, yeah, I think Brooks is going to win major this year. Jakey, how are you feeling about Brooks? I mean, I don't know. It's tough. There's some really good signs this week, right? Like some of the things that we it, – it's not like he had one really good round that propelled him to win this thing. He played pretty well from really from Friday on. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's the things with him that we have been harping on the last couple of months, really maybe calendar year, just like kind of not str- – like not knowing what he's doing with the driver, seemingly had that – on lock i mean made it made a driver change and hit it so good this week right um and then yeah summoned a little bit of magic uh, that we saw in a lot of his victories previously where he kind of rises to the occasion does that mean a major i mean frankly the venue set up pretty good for him so i could see it right us open and pga look like courses that are perfect for his type of game um would frankly would love to see it. I, I want him to be the front runner. I want him to be the guy that like people are chasing in terms of the major right. count from this generation. So, yeah. Uh, also, what are you like thinking, the, Well, you know, I think that uh, I, I love I like Brooks. I think he's great for the game because he just clearly does not give a shit out there unless it's a major. So I think it's even it's even better for the game when he's winning these events. Uh, you know, again, I think. Brooks shot six under on Sunday, which was phenomenal. I think only Ortiz shot seven under and Rory McIlroy shot seven under for the best rounds on the day. But mm-hmm. Xander and, and Spieth really shit on themselves, puked down their legs. Like they really, one of them should, sure. have, should have shot two, two or three under to win the tournament. Um, so I'm a little concerned, not so much about Spieth, because obviously he kind of came out of nowhere. Real, a little bit concerned about Xander. Really happy for Brooks. Glad that he got back in the winner's circle. I know he's had some injury issues over the last you know, 18 months or so. So I'm glad he's back. I would love to see him rattle off or even him and DJ kind of battle it here for the next couple of months. Always fun to see those guys at the top battling it out. And DJ obviously in great form right now. He won over in, on the European tour this past weekend in Saudi and Brooks is, uh, you know, now a winner. So fun to watch those two guys get a win in the same week. We'll see what happens. DJ was supposed to be in the field this week, although he withdrew on Monday uh, from the Pe- Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Um mm-hmm. But I think, Jakey, you might have said this or Vince said it in a text. The waste management really, although the golf course is not, you know, that great, they have done a phenomenal job with setup the last couple of years. For sure. And uh, it's just made for a, a great event. And, and it was no different this, this Sunday. So I was really, really pleased with the golf course. It looked really awesome. And they've done a great job setting it up, making it difficult, firm. Um, but but fair and, and able for those guys to go out there and shoot the numbers that they did. Um, can I, um, yeah, can of I, course. So, yeah, I, I just I feel like we are glossing over two quick things. One, I know you're not a huge fan of him, but like Saturday was like incredible. I the text thread was going crazy. Golf Twitter was going crazy. I felt like I was transported back to 2015 for a minute. Like. I think that we we can talk about the fact that this is like um, like the the demo version of Spieth 2.0. Like we don't have the full game yet. You know what I mean? But this is uh, this is John Deere 
Jordan Spieth, like when he won for the first time? Maybe. Look, the things that he does terrible, he continues to do worse than ever, right? The driver. Has he always been this bad of a driver of the golf ball? I think he has, but I think that the thing is for us, when that was like the worst part of his game and he was still hitting it like super close from really bad spots and making a ton of putts, it like really smoothed a lot of that over. And now it's more apparent, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, on the first tee, he hit hybrid and he almost queefed it out of bounds. Like it was not good (laughs) on Sunday. So like, but I think when you look at what he did, he was last in the field in um, strokes gain off the tee Mm -hmm. and first in the field strokes gain uh, uh, approaching. So it's like the thing that he's always been good at, if he actually can do that and get that driving kind of tuned in just a little bit, I mean, I think you will start to see him actually make more consistent noise. Um, and that, to me, is fascinating because I think golf is just so much better. For whatever reason, I don't know what attracts people to him more than other players. Um, and I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that, but I, I just – there's something magnetic about the way that he plays. Um, and I think that that's Saturday, it made Saturday great. Uh, that's, that's one thing I have to say. You guys have any thoughts on that? I, I don't disagree with you, and I even said this, I think, on Sunday morning when I played with Tom and Vinny that I said it would be great for the game if Spieth won. I'm not a huge fan of him, but it would be fantastic for the game, and you could see that on Saturday when he was you know, starting to make putts like he used to, hitting shots like he normally do, he did in the past. The crowd was engaged. He was, in, <clears throat> he was engaged with the crowd, mm-hmm. so that was fun to watch, you know, back kind of like you said, reminiscing on his glory days, which... You know, he's still in his prime and could he's come back. He's 27 years old. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just, you know, when guys strike fire like that when they're younger, they're expected to continue to win. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, great for the game. I agree. Vinny, any thoughts on, on the Spieth madness? Not really. I mean, I think I texted you guys and just said, you know, uh, February 6th could be flagged as a national holiday. You know, the resurrection of Jordan Spieth. But um, I think yeah, <laughs> I think he still has to go out there this weekend and uh, and find some things in his game that confirms it for him, not for all of us. So whatever he's searching for, like I still mm-hmm. hope he goes out there and finds it. And truly, as a spectator, it really just seems like he's not hitting enough fairways. Um, he doesn't need yeah. to be the longest on tour. He hits it pretty far. Yeah. Like look at Steve Stricker and what he just did this past week. Um, you know, he was playing from like 180 and in on a majority of the holes. So, um, like I said, I think if Jordan figures out where he is off the tee. He's in the start events much stronger mentally, and I, I, I want to see him keep it going. So here we are. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're right. And I think the other thing that we can't gloss over, from the, especially from the final round, but from the entire weekend, like Xander's got himself in a position where he looks like he's de- developed a different gear like in, in the offseason. I don't know how he did it or, or what changes were made or what he's working on with his swing. But the way that he coughed it up Sunday is – like it was not good. It's maybe more disheartening in some ways than what yeah. you see from a guy like Spieth, right? Who we know is kind of searching, and we know that like the version of him on Sunday was going to be nervous. It was going to struggle. He was going to struggle off the tee. He was going to have to make uh, a run like Saturday. But, like Xander missed like a 115 yard wedge on two. Then he gets like we go through this whole round where he's kind of like in neutral. Brooks has taken the lead. He gets to 17, and like. Literally, the only thing you can't do there is hit it in the water. That that's it. Like he has a chance to get into a playoff, or if he if he makes a big move on seventeen and and gives himself a look on eighteen, winning outright. And like 
that thing didn't even come close to being in play. Like he parked that in the middle of the lake immediately. And and that's the kind of stuff we, we harp on now a lot. I think Xander's in that kind of zone. It's it's hard not to look at him and be like, wow, what what's going on here? He's fourth in the world and he should have ran away Sunday. Should have hid from everybody. I, th- so. I had the thought actually, Jake, I'm glad you brought that up after the tournament was over saying to myself that Xander's got to be extremely disappointed right now. I'm super frustrated because he's had this opportunity now a few times and hasn't been able to close the door on Sunday over the last couple of months. Spieth's got to be even more frustrated because he's looking there and he's like, I shot one over and I lost by two. All mm-hmm. I needed to do was make like three birdies and eliminate a few shots. And I win this tournament by one or two shots. So I, Again, I would love for Speed to come back to where he was. I hope that this doesn't frustrate him even more because I think it could. I mean, it's possible that sure. he looks at this and he's like, damn, I had, that was the best chance I've had in a long time. Maybe the best chance I have for a while. And I just I, I needed to have an average round on Sunday to get the job done. And I wasn't able to do that. I mean, I realize right. you shoot 61 Saturday for these guys. It's really hard for even these pros to follow that back up with a really positive round. Um, you just don't see it very often when the guys shoot, you know, 60, 61, 62, they come out and shoot 63 the next day, but you got to be able to shoot six, 70 and get yourself into contention or 69 there and have a chance, especially with, you know, a few of those par fives are all really Eagle hole opportunities and should be tapping birdies and he wasn't able to do it. Um, so, yeah, but the, you know, it was a, it was a great tournament, fun to get some fans back out there on the course and get the atmosphere going. And, uh, Really looking forward to uh, this week at the AT&T Pebble Beach. Any any closing uh, thoughts on the waste management, fellas? I'm good. Oh, that's it for me. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to what would typically be the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which would have 100-plus celebrities plus bigwig um, corporate folks paired with the pros out at Pebble Beach playing all three courses, Pebble, Spyglass, and Monterey. This year, a little bit different because the, well, there's a worldwide pandemic, as we all know. So there is no pro-ams in the field. So they will not be playing at Monterey. They're just playing Pebble and Spyglass, which is interesting because typically Monterey is the one where they all go nuts, extremely mm-hmm. low. Uh, but this is also the event normally where a lot of the guys don't play because it's like a six-hour round for them with the... Uh, course setup and with the celebrities being out there it's more of a uh, a fan event than an actual golf tournament so i am curious to get your guys thoughts on if you guys think it'll be a different tournament this year because there won't be any uh celebrities out there if you think the course setup will be a little bit different maybe more like the traditional u.s opens they've had out there uh, or if you think it'll be like the, you know, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am when it's in. I know some of that's weather, but when it's played uh, this time of the year, I guess. Uh, Jakey, let's go with you. Well, yeah, I've been reading some stuff uh, last couple of days. And then today was, you know, some some more some players talking about conditions. And first of all, I hate the celebrity aspect of it. Yeah. So for me, this is great. Um, but it seems like a, a, like a couple of players, like Jordan Spieth said that um, uh, Spyglass, like the greens were fast, like slick. And that course has some funky Nicholas greens with a bunch of undulation in them anyway. Um, the guys were also saying that Pebble was a lot firmer. Like I saw some 
pros like Jimmy Walker and a couple other guys pulled five woods out of the bag, put driving irons in the bag um, because of how firm it, it, it uh, was playing. Now there are, I think there's some rain in the forecast, but I mean, anything that you can do to make pebble play more like it did for the U S open without just constantly narrowing the fairways, I think is really good because those greens, you know, we know how tough they are. They're so small, hard to hit, you know, a lot of big time land movement out there. Right. So I, I think it's going to be a really cool week. The only thing that's a huge bummer is that this field is kind of like mega stinky yeah. <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, I think that, you know, because of the schedule changes and with COVID and everything, and it's just kind of falls into a bad, I don't want to say time this year because it's typically in the same spot, but it's just in a, in a bad location because there's, they're going to a true Florida swing here shortly mm-hmm. um, where, you know, typically they would have, Mexico in there, but now that again with COVID, they're having a real Florida swing, and they've got four, five, six events in Florida after the the Genesis, which is next week at Riv. Um, you know, they got the World Golf Championship, which a lot of people focus on, then the Arnie, then the players, the Honda, all there, which is five events in a row. So I think it's just guys got to take some time off. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys have been playing over in Europe and the big events over there. That's in the beginning of the year with Dubai and Saudi and those events. So it's, yeah, it's, and again, you know, DJ typically plays in it because Gretzky's playing in it. There's a few other guys that have been playing with the same celebrity or uh, different folks the last couple of years. So with that, that element not in it, they're probably like, Hey, you know what? It's, I'm just going to take that week off and prep for, for Riv. Cause they always have a great field, which is next week. That's Tiger's event. And mm-hmm. then World Golf Championship is the following week. So, it's you know, it's hard to play five, six, seven weeks in a row unless you're Sung JM. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Not a great field this year. But with that being said, still a lot of the uh, – a few of the top golfers in the world playing. DJ was originally in the field, as I said. He withdrew on Monday after he won in Saudi. He needs some time off. Partying too hard is what that means. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Patty Cantlay is the top-ranked guy in the field. He's coming in this week off some top form. Paul Casey's in the field. Berger here. Vinny's boy, Francesco Molinari. Jordan Spieth trying to keep the fire burning from last week. And then kind of after that, you're right, it does drop off a little bit. Excuse me. Jason Day is in the field who has been playing okay. He missed the cut last week. Uh, Wills Torres, who's been hot, is in the field. Uh, Henrik Norlander and a few others. So... Let's go ahead and talk about a few guys. We're not going to run through power rankings. I really just want to hear your thoughts on what you guys think are going to be some of the finishes for these guys this week. We'll start with the predicted winner by a lot of folks that I saw, Patrick Cantlay, who is coming off maybe the best back-to-back performance to not win an event ever. He shot uh, 18 under Saturday, Sunday, missed. He made 22 birdies. And still lost the event, which was absolutely wild two or three weeks ago. Um, so, boys, Patty Cantlay, top 10, yes or no? What do we think? Benny, let's start with you. Yeah, I, I, I do think he tops 10s this. Um, less focus on, you know, the amateurs being around. Um, you know, some guys are going to they're gonna be in a different mental state this year playing Pebble Beach. So, yeah, I, I do really like Patrick Cantlay out there. He's one of the, he's one of the names I marked down to uh, possibly pick this week. Jakey, what are you thinking about Pebble or with uh, Patty at Pebble? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Vince. I think he's he's a guy that can literally win pretty much anywhere. And uh, with the way the field is shaking up, I think, I mean, he, I could see him top 10 for sure. I don't know if he's going to win. I don't I don't necessarily believe he's going to win, but he, he'll be there, I think. Is he one of the best players in the world that never gets talked about? For sure. For I sure. talk about him a lot. He sticks his damn tongue out when he's thinking and swinging. <laughs> Yeah, you do talk about that. And man, it just irks me. I don't know why. It just does. Okay. Uh, Mr. Forearms himself is number two in the power rankings this week, Paul Casey. He is coming off quite a little run here where he finished T8 at PGA West, then flew to Dubai, finished, uh, won it, and then flew from there to Saudi, finished T12. Now coming four weeks in a row, he's coming here to Pebble Beach. What do we think, Paul Casey? Top 15, yes or no? Jakey, we'll start with you. I'm going to go no, because I feel like this is the four-week stretch is hard, and then this is also like mega jet lag, right? Coming all the way from the Middle East to California. So I'm going to say that this is kind of where the luck runs out for Paul Casey. Benny? So, again, another player I marked down uh, for my possible pick this week. And earlier today, I scratched him. I scratched him from my list. Uh, <laughs> you got the late kidding. scratch. Got the late scratch. <laughs> so I, I did the same thing you just noted. I, I looked at his schedule and I thought maybe Hello. he's just not going to have a full tank. And I, and I scratched him from the list this week. So um, I do think he plays well still. It's tough to say, you know, if it, like Jake just said, if the course is playing firm, the guy with an iron in his hand is is really amazing to watch. So, yeah, I still think he contends, but I don't think he wins it. Okay. Uh, I guess I didn't give my opinion on Cantley. So, I think Cantley's in the top 10. I think call Casey outside the top 15. Okay, the guy we've talked a lot about this pod, Jordan Spieth. Coming in off of T4 at TPC Scottsdale. Did absolutely nothing on Sunday. Did win here back in 2017. And his seven top 25s at Pebble Beach. Will Jordan Spieth finish inside the top 15 this week at Pebble Beach, where they're only playing two of the three courses? Jake, let's start with you. Um, hmm. I'm going to go yes. He's, got, he's, he's really good here. Like, he's really, really good here. And it, his skills, I think, are accentuated here to a degree. Um. But I think we'll know very early on when he those first couple holes, which are you know not generally the easiest tee balls overall. You can miss them, but not super easy. I, I think, uh, yeah, we'll know pretty quick what kind of mode he's in. I agree hey. with Jake. Yeah. So uh, this is how I think about what's going to happen with Jordan this week. You, you you tasted it again for the first time in a few years that that juicy nectar called shooting 61 all right <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> and if you think about uh what a lot of people do in a bunch of different sports is they go and look let's call it, let's go and look at the tape let's do our homework let's look at what was broken you know in the past and i think this week saturday sunday he's got a great two days of tape to figure out what he needs to fix going into pebble and that's exactly what i said he really needs to figure out how to keep himself in play as much as, as possible. And I think if he did his homework, yeah, you're, you're going to see Jordan Spieth contend at Pebble again. And, I mean, he's done it. He's won there. He's got, like, three other top tens. And 
uh, straight up, I think this is a good week for him and for his morale too. So yeah, I'm on board with Jordan. Top 10. Jordan Spieth will not make the cut and is going to finish around dead last this week. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I'd love for him to prove me wrong again. I was going to say um, you haven't learned yet, huh? Guys, I do have a question. You guys, this is a unique week that you, of course, that you two have played. What do you guys think about Pebble? You played there. I know we we talked about it maybe a little bit. I don't I don't know about on the pod, but what do you guys think about yeah, your overall experience, at Pebble? You want me to start this one? Uh, yeah, here's yeah, how I feel about it. Pebble. Um, you play it once, right? I just there were there were things that occurred out there in the public golf sense that. I didn't enjoy on our six and a half hour round the day we played it. Um, And though it's picturesque and scenic and it's in great shape, um, I still think it's one of those courses you play it for the memento that it is. And, uh, and then, and then you make your chips around the world. I don't think you continue to go back to pebble. I think, I think that's super well said. Um, Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard to explain because it is it's unbelievable. Like when you're out there, it definitely feels like something different. Um, and the the holes that you know that are famous are just incredible. And some right. of those in, inland holes are kind of okay. But I think you're right to a degree, Vince. It's really, really expensive. The golf course desperately needs to be restored. Um, and yet you have a lot of like, I'm trying to find the right word, like like tourists that aren't really that into golf doing it because they're in that area, paying all that money to go play. And it really can drag down your experience if you're stuck behind. So these groups that are, you know, taking pictures every five feet and, you know, they got a photographer with them and it, it, it gets wild. But besides that, I mean, it's, it's cost too, right? It's like a lot of money. You do it one time, you experience something amazing, beautiful, gorgeous, incredible, and then you know you have it forever. But uh, yeah, that, that's how I look at it too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I, I think I've I've talked to a few other folks, and that's kind of the the sentiment I've gotten from them is you go out there to play it one time, and then you move on. And you play other courses because in that area, you know, there's a lot of other great courses that you could play. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right, a couple more guys, and then I'd love to get a few sleepers that you guys might think or look at. Bill Mickelson is in the field this week. He plays here every year. He's had quite a bit of success here. Uh, five-time champion, all-time earnings leader at Pebble Beach. Won here two years ago. Has not played well the last six months, but you know maybe he'll find the Jordan Spieth magic this week. What do we think about Bill Mickelson finishing inside the top 30? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. I think Phil finishes right inside the top 30. I don't think he, I think he's just struggling with his game. He keeps messing with his driver length and a bunch of other things. Probably should just go play full time on the champions tour, but he, uh, I think he finishes inside the top 30 this week. Vinny, what do you think about Phil? I, I'm just not a buyer of Phil this year, man. I, I don't know if it doesn't even matter where you stick him. doesn't matter what kind of event it is. Even if it's a charity event, we haven't seen him do anything great. So, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I don't see it from Phil this week. I think he misses a cut. Jakey? Um, I think this is another one that goes to that, that field related question or, or point that we had earlier. Like, 
it's watered down enough that even like Phil at 75% power will, will probably, I don't, I don't know if he's going to top 30. He's going to make the cut. He's going to play the weekend. Okay. I like it. All right. Last one. And we've talked a little bit about him who is still technically playing on sponsors exemptions. He's made a couple top 10. So he's been able to play in the next week events after that has moved all the way up into the top 50 of the official world golf rankings. Will Zalatoris. Coming off a T17 at TPC Scottsdale. Do we think Will Zalatoris finishes inside the top 10 and gets an auto entry into next week at, well, actually, he wouldn't get into the Genesis and Invitational, although I'm sure Tiger has invited him. Would get an auto entry into the next event after this. Jakey, what do you think about your boy, Will Zalatoris? All right. So I know we're not going to picks, but I'm jumping on this now. Willie Z is my pick for the week. He has like he he's gotten to the point where like he didn't need to use the sponsors for this because of how many people dropped out, which is good for him because it allows him to save those up. But um, the guy's like a top fifty player in the world. Like he should be on tour. He should they should extend some sort of special thing to him. He's a, a he's your favorite ball striker's favorite ball striker. Like the dude is good. The course sets up well for him. Big week for Willie Z this week, I think. Like it. Benny? So, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, but he has a win here in his amateur career, doesn't he? Honestly, dude, I don't know, but that sounds right. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a buyer of Zalatoris. Kid fucking melts it. Um, I don't like his pop stroke, his, his putting stroke. It's kind of like... Oh, a, I think it's sick. It's a little weird pop stroke, but... Uh, um, again, I, a lot of people are on him this week, and uh, we've seen him playing great. So, I, I, hey, if Jake says the course sets up for him, he knows more about the kid. I believe it. I love it. Yeah, Willie Z is going to probably win this week. He's hot. He's doing it. I mean, not well. Maybe he is good looking. I don't know. I'm not. That's not what I meant. The guy's <laughs> hot right now, playing the game of golf. Uh, so we got Willie Z. Yeah, he's going to be in the top five. He's He's got a chance this week. Uh, all right, let's jump into our picks, and we'll talk a little bit about our own game. Uh, Jakey, or who did the best last week? Jakey, did you take Xander? can't remember who we took. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I, I had Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheff? He still I had, did. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I got a top 30 out of uh, out of my guy. Uh, who did I even take? Brian Armour. Yeah, no, not Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer. <laughs> Ryan Palmer. They're I both pros. <laughs> Palmer got inside the top 30 last week. Who'd you take, Benny? Gary Good Woodland. Yeah. He hit it. Back MC, to back. Yeah. It's the first time wow. ever. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oof. He's got it the is. Doug curse. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not good. How the mighty have fallen here. It's okay. It's not good. I, I only moved back to third. Thank God Brooks came out of nowhere and won that tournament. Um, all right, Jakey, you go ahead. You got the pick. I think we know where you're going, but let's hear it. Yeah, I'm going Zalatoris. Okay. Simple. Jakey's going Zalatoris. Simple. I am taking Will Zalatoris for my pool pick But to be different from the two of you in the pool, I am going to rock with Harold Varner third. Whoa. Holy <laughs> shit. HV3. Jeez. He will be in the lead after Thursday and then we'll crumble the rest of the weekend, but it'll be good enough to get him into the cut. So Wait, what did he do there last year? Uh, I have no idea what he did here last year. Oh, that's a miscut. He had a miscut last year. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was up around the leaderboard Thursday at waste management. He'll do it again this week. Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, Jake, uh, Benny, who are you taking? So, like I said, I, I jumped off of Paul Casey. 
uh, earlier this morning. He I vetoed him. He's gone. All right. I am taking Jason Day this week wow. at Pebble. There's no fans. He's played great there with and without amateurs. Um, if there's anybody who's got that kind of history like Speed does, Day has it out there, and I, I really do think he's got a great chance to win. Wait a second. Wait, let, let's rewind this. For, I just <laughs> I got to pause this for a second because you were, you were breaking up a little bit on my end when you were saying this pick. You pick Jason Day right now. That is correct. <laughs> Bro. Did you pick him in the pool? I did. Yep. Holy shit. Back to okay. back to back. Miss Cuts coming for Vinny. <laughs> yep. The, the guy has had more bag combos since leaving Taylor Mead. He's on like a different set of irons, driver, everything. I mean, maybe. Do you know somebody in his camp? Like, have you been talking to somebody? I got a guy on the inside. It Honestly, <laughs> after I started scratching names, I, I finished with Jason Day and Francesca Molinari. So, <laughs> well. Listen, I, I mean, I, I wish you the best. True story, Jason Day, picking Jason Day one time, won me a, a free SLDR driver back in the day. But, I mean, those wow. were, you those did were that different. You, you won? That's incredible. That was like it the was Golf for, Galaxy deal, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was for um, it, uh, PJ Tour or whatever. Or Golf Channel put out a thing for when they did the match play as a bracket. And I picked, I picked him to win the bracket the year. It was like him versus uh, Victor Dubuisson. And uh, yeah, one nice work, one a free driver. Yeah, you used that slider for a while. Yeah, I like, that was a good stick. I like that one. <clears throat> cool. All right, those are our picks this week at Pebble Beach. Always fun to watch you know, the closing holes there on uh, <clears throat> on Sunday. We'll see how it pans out. I hope it ends up being a really good tournament this year, even though the field kind of stinks. But with the course set up and no, having no pros, uh, I think everything will run a lot smoother. So I'm looking forward to seeing the difference at Pebble Beach this week than normal. Really excited for Riv next week because that is, I think, one of the best events on tour, in my opinion. Um, All right, let's let's move away from the clubhouse a little bit to the lounge. We've got a few things to talk about. One, I'm going to start off with mine. I have a new club in the bag. A new new big stick in the bag, actually. This thing is absolutely electric. Let me tell you something right now. If you are having issues with a driver, you're listening to the podcast. You need to go to the store right now. Go to the Ping website. You need to buy the new driver, LST version. Get the Tensei orange shaft. Get the real, real guy. Get a you know a medium sized grip put on there. You're gonna be hitting absolute bombs with this thing. It's the greatest weapon I've ever put in the bag. I played with it first round out, first swing, bomb. Shot one under. And I didn't have a great round on Sunday, but we won't talk about that. It wasn't because of the driver. <laughs> the ping driver is absolutely fire right now. So I'm telling you, go to the store, get the ping driver. That's my thoughts. I put the ping driver in the bag. I'm excited to see how I play with it. Not this week because it's way too cold. Not next week because it's way too cold, but maybe in a couple weeks. And we'll see how things go with the ping. But, you know, that's a 4-0 club in the bag right now for the Gentleman's Cup. And I, it's just, it's a, it's a money maker. That's what it is. Ping's made some great drivers the last couple of years. I moved away from, I don't know, two two years ago version. I don't know why. I was hitting bombs with that thing. I'm I'm never moving away from Ping ever again. Mizuno irons, Ping, either made putter, bulky wedges, ready to roll. Mixed bag. That's Jason uh, Day. No, you know it's so funny because like Doug Doug's bag sounds like my bag, and like a couple of years ago it was like, uh, 
I'm a, I only play the I got a, I got an M2 and I got the PC and that's like it, baby. Vokey wedges, Scotty Cameron, that's all I do. And now his bag and my bag are like almost interchangeable. But I gotta ask you a quick question actually about the 425. I know, like, you know, obviously I don't have any experience with it, but I looked at it the other day, and to me, that might that's like the best looking yep. ping driver at address that I think I've ever seen. Like it is the LST looks like slightly smaller now. I really think it's a good looking club. Like, do you like the look at address or it, it's fantastic? Yeah, I mean, it to, to be honest, I didn't even test hit the thing. I just oh knew my god! It, I knew it was going to be hot after I watched the uh, TXG guys do their reviews. Oh yeah, they 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 do the stuff. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it looks very good to dress. The the crown looks fantastic. It makes a, a clean sound. And uh, yeah, I'm hitting it really well. I mean, I I. I missed a couple of fairways with it on Sunday, but I also hit some bombs out there. And especially when I played on Saturday at Wildcat with a few of my coworkers, and my buddy Zach, I hit a few drives that were 10 or 15 yards farther than any place I've ever been with no wind. So it was, wow, it was fun to play. And it's, it definitely helps when you're hitting two less clubs in the different, in the greens, um, especially on the par fives. So yeah, mm-hmm. excited to continue to hit that and work with it. My swing feels good right now too. That helps. So uh, excited about that. Let's talk a little bit more about the game of golf. And last week it was the distance. The clubs needed to be rolled back. The ball needed to be rolled back this week on at like midnight on Sunday night. They decided to PGA of America decided to release that at the PGA this year, the women's PGA and the senior. They're allowing people to use range finders. I don't know where. I know that they've been, you know, kind of tampering, testing with this at on the Corn Ferry Tour, which was a web.com tour. They had three or four events. They were testing it the last couple of years to see if it would speed up pace of play, change the game at all, if it would make things different. We've gotten a lot of feedback from our friends. I even reached out to uh, a teaching professional friend of mine and our boy Dylan, who plays on the mini tours plays very well in the mini tours and he they've all given me their opinions or we kind of talk about that i'd love to talk in uh, to the gd boys about it and see how you guys feel about one they just dropped this randomly it's two weeks in a row i don't know what we're getting next week they'll probably be you know adding a 15th <laughs> club to the back next but let's talk about the uh, i guess the rangefinder itself and boys we can get into the discussion and we can probably talk about this for two hours but should the rangefinders be in the bag for the PGA? And, I mean, well, let's talk about that first, and then we'll, I'll ask a follow-up question. Jake, what do you think about the the dropping of them allowing the rangefinders at the PGA Championship? Uh, for a ver- I'll keep it simple for now. For a variety of reasons, I don't like it. Okay. What's the what's the biggest reason? Um, because I think that the <clears throat> It's a it's a little bit misguided. Uh, I think that they're trying to hide this under the guise of saying like it's going to help with pace of play, but I don't necessarily think that that's the case. And I think that if you're going to test something like this or make a radical change like this, it shouldn't be done in one of the four most prestigious tournaments of the year. It should be tested in other spots and then determined um, if you should bring it into some of these bigger tournaments. Vinny, initial thoughts? 
Yeah, I I just don't see the place for it at this level of the game for anyone. Um, you know, caddies exist for a region a reason, and they have a job for a reason to impart the knowledge that the rangefinder could give you. So it's like, and I, and I did see a few caddies comments earlier today that uh, not only do they have this tool with them, but they're, you know, they'll use it to double check data or triple check data that they have on greens books, you know, that they have written down for holes and like players and caddies like collect greens books over the years. It's historical data for them. And if you're adding this new tool in, uh, all, all I do is I think you're adding two or three steps to the process and in theory, slowing down the game. Uh, um, so I would love to see what they concluded data wise about the pace of play. And I can't imagine that it was, you know, groundbreaking and discovery because they didn't put any of that out there. So if anything, I think this is just a, a crazy sample run at an event that it does not need to happen at. I would, that's really well said. Okay, follow-up question. Do cat, should caddies have yardage books in, and green reading books in their, uh, in their repertoire, or should it just simply be old school where you measure from wherever the sprinkler head says, and uh, that's what you, how far you got to hit, and you measure in the wind? What do you think, Jakey? Uh, Vinny? Oh, Vinny's oh, got uh, it. Yeah, like, go, go, go. I, was, I was just going to say, so this is how, what I think about yardage and greens books. Um, caddies can can gather their thoughts and data uh, while they're walking between shots. Um, can't do that with a rangefinder. You know what I mean? So um, if it's a tool that it stays within like the allowance of the game and you know they can do that between shots, I think it, I think it's perfect. I think that tool is is and has been perfect for such a long time that adding the rangefinder doesn't make sense. I think you make a lot of good points there. I think that there's no room for green reading books, in my opinion, because reading a green should be a skill. Remember last week when I accidentally got cut off and I was talking about like how there's a simple formula versus like abstract high level math. Yeah, this is the same thing, right? Like there shouldn't be green books, in my opinion, at the pro level for any reason whatsoever, period. But the yardage book, I think, has enough gray area in it that it's a tool for interpretation. Like, I would have a really great time if we played a, a, a gentleman's cup round where you had to, everybody had to use a yardage book. Nobody could use green read or use a laser. Like, I think that would be fun as hell. That would be awesome. So, yeah. So I think it's just like, I don't know. I, I look at it like more simplification. But Vince read the same tweets and the same things that I read today. Where like John Wood and 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 Ricky's caddy both yep. said like, no, we're th- we're going to take advantage of this most likely, and it's going to take us longer to get the number, but we're going to get a more exact number. So it's like, well, how does that 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 doesn't help us? That takes a skill away. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel, and that's how Dylan, our buddy who has won multiple times on the mini tours, it said the same thing. He's like, it it it's just going to add time to the game, especially if you hit it off track. Because people are still going to walk off the distances. They're still, and then they're going to check the rangefinder. They're going to, you know, be checking, okay, what, how far is it to cover the front bunker, back bunker, then be looking at the yardage books again. He said it's just going to, it 
there may be a few guys that it speeds up, but like Brooks, Brooks probably doesn't give a shit. He's just going to walk up, shoot it with a rangefinder, hit it. Mm-hmm. Bryson is going to turn this into some complex math equation to your point. So, yeah, I think it's, it's I, I think the PGA is the most dookie major out there and it's their attempt to try to make things a little bit more spicy. Um, Agreed. So that's really my take on it, especially because it just kind of came out of nowhere and they, they, you know, to my knowledge, they haven't been doing any testing on it. It's not like they've been talking about this for years. The PGA tour has been the one that's been looking at that. And even they haven't come out and do it. And they've been on their mini on their lesser tour. have been testing this for two or three seasons now, and they still haven't come out and done it. So, I think that, yeah, it's just kind of a, they're trying an attention grab. In my opinion, I think it's, it's not great for the game. Um, Cause I, I would prefer to use a yardage book. Like if I go to a course, that's one of the things I, I don't buy too much from courses anymore. That's one of the things I ask. Like when we went to Pinehurst last year, got a yardage mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we played tobacco, same thing. Cause I love looking at the book and, and, and seeing what the, what the hole looks like. To Vinny's point, while you're on the way up there, especially at the Pinehurst, those places where you have a caddy and they're carrying your bag. Yes, I think the green reading book is is a POS. It's not needed. These guys are professional golfers, the best in the world. They do not need something to help them read greens. They should be able to do that. It's a general skill that all golfers have. They just do it better than we do. I think for the sure. range. I think the range finder is just another thing that adds into something that's not needed for the game. It's going to Great. Another thing that helps people or that makes the game of golf slower, which in in effect takes people away from the game of golf. So that's kind of my take on this. Again, we could talk about this forever. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping it's a complete flop at the PGA this year and they don't do it again. We'll see. I think we, we talked about it in the chat. Like Augusta would never even think about doing this. No. Um, and it, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but can, can I say one more quick yeah, thing? Yeah, of course, of course. Because I think, I think that the, the, you actually said the, like a piece of what I was thinking, which is like USGA, um, RNA, PGA Tour, they're like in the news all the time. Augusta doesn't even need to be in the news all the time because people think about the Masters the second right. the Masters ends. But for the PGA, like I, I really do think that they took this as a moment to be like, you know what, we we can sneak in, we can get on the players' good side a little bit right here. Like they're talking about taking their guns away, and you know what, well, we're going to be the NRA in this situation. Like, we're going to jump right on in and and give them something, give them technology, and and kind of like hide it under the guise of pace of play. And to me, it just it, it reeks of a really like shitty move. And the timing, I agree with you, Doug. There's like. At least with the distance report, we heard that there was something coming at some point. Mm-hmm. With this, it was just like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, like rangefinders are cool. Like, yeah. But think about a guy like Patrick Reed. You think he's not going to put the slope on that bitch? He's going to. <laughs> you know he's going to. I mean, so, are they going to like give everybody the them. same exact yes. rangefinder? Yes, they have to distribute it. Wait, 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 wait. But they can't because these players, have some sponsors. of them have deals with rangefinder companies. Those are independent contractors. You can't do that. So, like, I mean, will they check beforehand or something? They're going to at least say that they do that. But I I definitely think that you make a great point. Like, it just seems unfounded, kind of out of the blue and very reactionary to kind of get your name in the news when all these other people are being talked about. And, I mean, maybe that's a little harsh. I think what the PGA of America does is great in terms of, like, growth of the game and teaching and stuff like that. But, like, 
just stay in your lane. Figure out a way to make your major better. You know, you have you have the history to like make your major what it once was. Like take it back to match play, have it be the match play major, have it have its own niche. And instead of doing that, like you're just kind of like glomming something on. That's just my take on it. No, I think you're 100% right. I mean, they've they they play at some really cool golf courses. They've done a great job the last I couple of years. Kiowa's this year. That's going to be an awesome one. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's not needed. Just let people play the game of golf the way it is. I mean, if anything, they should come out and said, "Hey, we're going back to grassroots." You guys can't use anything out there except for a yardage book. No green reading books, nothing. Uh, and right. the, the yardage books will be provided by the by the PGA. So I don't know. That's a great idea, though. I hope Tom Tom's definitely going to listen to this. Tom, we're going to ask you: Can we do a yardage book only like one day? That would be sick. That would hopefully be they, sick. Hopefully, they have good yardage books. But <laughs> I'm sure they do. I don't know if Tom's probably doing like metric systems. So he's, you know, probably like kilometers and stuff. So he's hitting it like 40, 50 yards short. 50. Like, you know, not good. Whatever. Love you, Tom. Um, all right. That's what we got for the lounge. Uh, next week, hopefully, Vinny will have an addition to the lounge we can talk about. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in the lab right now trying to figure it out. He's always in the lab. Um, actually, I guess both of you, right? Don't, Jakey, did you put is yours already in the bag? What? The sin? Yeah, we talk uh, about that. We can talk about it. in in the in the testing phase. Still, I'm, I I don't know. I, I might just be a ping driver guy. Oh, that's what you should be. I told you, get that uh, price. You out. know, it might be one of the those like buy and turn it right around and sell it situations. I, we'll see. Um, it's no here for me to know, but uh, early results have been uh, middling at this point. <laughs> Inconclusive. <Okay. laughs> inconclusive that's a great word inconclusive but is that some of that because you weren't hitting your driver well to begin with right so i've been struggling in general yes with the driver but the 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 other problem is when i've been really hitting like i can't get my stock shot to be what it was when i last saw you guys which was kind of this like little draw and uh i'm just my my ping i was never fit for it has way too much loft on i hit this kind of high ball and sometimes i lose some distance so i went to something that was more into what I was fit into in terms of loft and shaft length and all these things. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it doesn't seem to make a difference in terms of shot shape or distance. Like I'm getting more roll when I look at it on like TrackMan or whatever, but it doesn't really help me carry it anymore. And I'm not getting any, I'm getting less ball speed, not more. So oh yeah, we gotta, yeah. Gotta, gotta get you in something different. Yeah. I would say that might be the case. We'll see what happens. So we got, I got some other plans for it and then we'll go from there. <laughs> The Scalici Tinkerers. That's what I'm gonna call you guys. Both of you. Hey, I, I'm I was on like a couple year old driver. Where it's you know I was I was testing. Okay. I still have mine. For now. I know you do. I know. No. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's all we got. I think this week. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys. Uh, it sounds like a lot of the country is way too cold to be playing golf. So if you are too cold, please don't go out there and do something dumb. Please stay responsible. Just have cool. a couple of beers, you know, drink a couple shots, do something fun. Um, make it a good glass of whiskey. Intent, gentlemen's double, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, please follow us on Instagram, the gentleman's double. Please follow us on podcast. We now, I know there was an issue last week. They uh, actually, Jake, I'm glad you pointed this out. I forgot I had to submit to Apple Podcast. I thought ACAST did that for us, but it didn't. 
Anyways, it's all fixed now. So our Apple podcast is up there. You can search for us, Gentleman's Double. I've done it a couple of times, different devices to check it. It's there. You can also see the link on our um, Instagram page. Please follow us, like us, comment on us, leave us a review. Five stars, please. Be honest with us. Uh, and everybody enjoy their the rest of their week and the AT&T Pebble Beach. Benny, take us home. All right, my friends. We'll be catching you next week after the AT&T Pebble Beach. No am. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, if you do are, and are fortunate enough to get out there and play this weekend, things just don't go right after the 18th. Make it a double on the 19th. We'll be talking to you next week.